Welcome to the Midday Wrap-Up. I'm Zoe, the resident Gen Z here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air. That doesn't mean you have to miss out. This is one of my favorite things to do here on The Positive Difference. I'm taking my favorite moments from Mark and Christie's morning show, middays from Andrea, and the workday from Robert, and the drive home with Anson and Kara, and I get to wrap them all up here together for you. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Mark here. Christy's got the morning off this morning, and we thought on this MLK Day, we would share a little conversation that we had. In fact, I had a chance to sit down with Chaplain Justin to talk to him about one of his favorite people, Dr. Martin Luther King. Not just because they happen to share a birthday, so shout out today, not only to MLK, but happy birthday to Chaplain Justin. But there's so many powerful reminders important things that we can learn from what God did through Dr. King and those who stood with him to stand up in the 60s and now the ripple of that all the way to our generation as well. Yeah, we share a birthday. My whole life we shared a birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that means uh, around my birthday, I've, you know, I grew up in Southern California, uh, had a long weekend, and then sometimes my actual birthday off. And uh, But in that, I like, grew up uh, watching stuff like on the History Channel or whatever, just coming across. And I remember at a very young age, his voice, mm-hmm. the tone of his voice, yeah. the melodic way that he would speak. And, um, and then that line in nation where my children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but, but by the content of their character mm-hmm. stood out to me from a young age. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many, and we won't get to all of them today, but we're going to talk about even maybe some of those quotes that might not show up on your social media feed. Right? Right? Yeah. There'll be a lot of them. And they're yes. really good. Yes, absolutely. But there's some hidden gems mm-hmm. too along the way. Absolutely. And they're even just parts of the story of Dr. King that don't always get highlighted. Mm-hmm. Certainly I have a dream speech. You know, everybody's heard if you've mm-hmm. gone to school or uh, it'll be all over everywhere today. Uh, but there's some important things that took place even earlier in his life. Yeah, like he was uh, called to lead what would become the civil rights movement at just 29 years old. And uh, death threats came quickly. And uh, and there's one moment he considered his, his calling in a lot of ways where he's sitting at his kitchen table. His wife and his newborn daughter is at his home and he's just scared. And he, he prays, and this is what he says, uh, prays and then comments about it. Uh, Lord, I, I think the cause that we represent is right, but Lord, I must confess that I'm weak now. I'm faltering. I'm losing my courage. Mm-hmm. And it seemed at that moment I could hear an inner voice saying to me, Martin Luther, stand up for righteousness. Stand up for justice. Stand up for truth. And lo, I will be with you even to the end of the world. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Wow. Yeah, and three nights later, uh, his front porch was bombed. Wow. And he, he calmly commented on it, saying that this experience is what strengthened him. And this is the only experience that he remembers having. And this sustained him through his whole ministry. Kind of like Mother Teresa. So yeah. that, Same that thing. pinnacle moment of just kitchen clarity table. of like, okay, yes. God, you've asked me to do this. Mm-hmm. And I love even the honesty of just, I'm losing my courage. Yes, already. He's just starting Frail out. Frail human, right. yeah. but God used in incredible ways. 
And, you know, this morning, Mark, around the breakfast table, we've been talking about connecting the dots and that that conversation and speech. I said it was a commencement speech by Steve Jobs uh, yeah. before he had passed away. He's, he's talking to all these college graduates and and he talked about, you know, you don't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. And he was just saying, you know, to trust that God will connect whatever you're going through. Um, just trust when you look back, it's, it's all going to make sense. And there is a, a, a divine, you know, scheme going on here where God really is looking out for us. And anyway, it was just a powerful speech kind of blew my mind. I didn't know Steve jobs was good at the whole speaking thing like that. Um, but he is. And, uh, just to give you an example, I thought this was fascinating. He had dropped out of college. Uh, he didn't really have a direction. He didn't know what he was going to do. And so he just dropped out of, of college, And but he was still hanging around college. And he was just taking different classes, basically auditing classes uh, to discover what he really wanted to do and what he was interested in. And one of the classes he took was this calligraphy class. And this particular college was really big on calligraphy. He said it, they were famous for it. And everywhere you went on campus, there would be these amazing signs of just uh, the penmanship and calligraphy was beautiful. Yeah. So he was interested in, in just checking that out. So he did. He took this one class, was not a major for him. It didn't mean anything, but he just wanted to take it because he was interested. Well, then fast forward a year or two, he's in his garage and he's creating what we know to be his Apple today, the, mm-hmm. comp- the company Apple with one of his buddies. And they're creating the, the Macintosh computer. And he was saying that it came time to do, to do the writing and the fonts. And he was like, so the fonts on all your computers was inspired and comes from that calligraphy class. That's wild. That he took. That's where he, that's where he got those fonts was from that. And so he was just talking about, you know, things that don't seem like they even matter or make sense. Just remember, God's going to use all of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just want to encourage someone today with that. And and also one of the things that he mentioned was he got fired from Apple. At this time, is a billion-dollar company at 10 years into him starting it. And he was devastated. He said, you probably wonder why I got fired from a company I started. But basically, they had a board of directors. They had hired a guy on. And at first, it was great. And then at the end of the day, he and this guy had a disagreement. And the board sided with this other guy. And so Steve Jobs got fired from his own company. And he said he was devastated. It was just the worst time in his life. Um, And then he turns around and says, but it actually was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it made him go back to what he really loved again, this Mm. fresh, I got nothing to lose. And he said, I just had to remember what I love to do. And so then he started his own company, another one, which you know today is Pixar. Okay, which is the the largest, yeah, animated motion picture company. And and another company, I cannot remember the name of it. Um, Steve Jobs, you know, groupies probably know what it's called. But then Apple ended up buying those companies and then bringing Steve Jobs back on. So he ended up returning to Apple. Yeah, full circle. And he was still doing what he loved. And basically the point was follow your intuition and your heart and do what you love and and remember that God is always connecting the dots and, and he will and he'll bring it back. So it's just a really so powerful good. story. And I love that it reminds us to remember because a lot of us, I think, could find stories in our lives, in our own stories where you're like, man, that didn't make sense. Maybe that even hurt at the time. But 
God was connecting some dots in ways I couldn't understand. I was just in there thinking about how, you know, when, when we first started the adoption process, we were adopting a little girl in Rwanda and then Rwanda completely shut down international adoptions. It was devastating to go through all that. But if it weren't for that, we wouldn't have sweet Ruth. We wouldn't have ended up in Ghana. Mm. She wouldn't be a part of our family mm-hmm. today. And it was one of those at the time, kind of like when he was talking about how devastating losing his job at Apple was. It, w- it was devastating for us because we couldn't see the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. But now we can look back. And that's when you can see the dots right. connect when you look back and you've lived a little further down the journey. And I love the way that God weaves those things in our lives. So, Mark, I want to talk about a girl that kind of blew my mind this past week. I was scrolling through Facebook, and several people I know are talking about this girl. And I'm like, wait, I I think I know who this is. And I actually went to high school with her mom, okay? And her mom passed away uh, about five years ago. She was young, passed away of pancreatic cancer. I think she was around 40 years old. Well, this girl that everyone's talking about, she's 22 years old. She's a second lieutenant in the U.S. Air Force, training to be a Top Gun fighter, which okay. that in and of itself is so impressive to I mean, me. I that's like the elite of the elite. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can see why people would be talking about that. But not only that, last year, she, she's not been one of these beauty pageant girls. Well, she competed in Miss Colorado and won it. Okay. Because okay. she was going up to Air Force oh, Academy. Oh, yeah, in Colorado. In, in Colorado. Well, she won it, and then that took her to Miss America. Okay. Well, this past weekend, they had the Miss America pageant. Okay. And she won it, she too. Won? Yeah, so everyone's spazzing out about this girl. So she's from Fort Smith, Arkansas. She's got roots here. Yeah, Fort Smith, Arkansas is That's our awesome. Miss America today. And this just gives you a little background. First of all, okay, this is the first time ever that a an Air Force you know, officer, any kind of officer, yeah. has ever won Miss America. Um, she's a National Truman Scholar, a two-time National Astronaut Scholar. Wow. An eight-time Dean's List at the United States Air Force Academy. Also a NASA intern for Gamma Ray Burst Research. Okay. A National Roads finalist, a certified private pilot. By the way, she got her private's license, her private pilot's license by the age of 17. Of course she did. And she's got her black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> just just so because. If that stuff wasn't enough, she can wow. also, you know, yeah. kick Take your care of booty yeah. if if she needed to. And I was just so blown away. Currently, she's pursuing her master's degree in public policy at the Harvard Kennedy School. Okay. And so how this all even... Yeah. When she was growing up, she had a love of science and a dream to be a pilot and an astronaut. So her parents encouraged her dreams, sending her to space camp. And that's when she was 13 years old. She met astronauts and fighter pilots, which, you know, sparked this drive even more. And um, so her mom died in 2018 of pancreatic Mm. cancer. And she serves as president and founder of the Whitney Marsh Foundation, which raises money for research into the treatment and early detection of pancreatic cancer. And now, because of her new role as Miss America... She's going to be able to take that even further. She'll be working with the Dana-Foster Cancer Institute and a professor from the Harvard Medical School to research early detection of pancreatic cancer. So wow. she's already she was already making a big difference in where she was in, in not only Colorado, but also in Fort Smith with this cancer foundation that she was president of. 
and now you know she's just going to take it to oh, a, yeah, another the level. Will be even bigger. But wow. I just thought, first of all, how many Miss America? <laughs> And we're fighter pilots, too. Yeah, a fighter pilot. Yeah, and you look online and you look at these pictures. You see her, like, in her Top Gun gear. She's got, you know, she's in the jet yeah. with the gear on and the mask and all of that. And then the picture next to it is her being crowned Miss America. Wait, I got to I mean, qu- do a quick wardrobe change yeah, to totally the ballroom. Yeah, it's totally amazing <laughs> and incredible. wild. But I thought, what an incredible person. That's really you know? impressive. She's inspiring me. So I, I've recently signed up for Top Gun School. Okay. And uh, in this Arkansas, yeah, I'm thinking. I think this is going to be amazing. Maybe I have a shot. It's our positive difference story of the day. 90.9 KLRC. So growing up, my family always went to church, no matter what, unless church was closed or the roads were incredibly icy. We were always there, very consistent, which I really appreciate that my family was really great about that. I hope I can do that with my own family too. But one thing about a day that was super cold or particularly snowy is we got to wear casual clothes to church. We didn't have to wear dresses or slacks. We got to wear jeans and sweaters. And I got really excited when it got cold outside for that reason. So fun. 90.9 KLRC. I kind of giggled when one of my friends posted a photo of a super snowy landscape. Looks like blizzard conditions. And the text on it says, on a positive note, I haven't seen any mosquitoes in weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. In this cold weather, we are not going to see any mosquitoes. But it makes me think in Genesis 8, when God is making a promise to Noah about how he's never going to flood the earth again. Part of that promise is that God says, as long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. I'm just fascinated by the seasons. That's such a really cool thing God has given us. 90.9 KLRC. Did you know there's actually a science to sledding? Did you know this? According to an article, there's a guy, Michael Pierce. He's a professor of physics at RIT in New York. He says the best sledding conditions are whenever the temperature is around 20 to 32 degrees. And then also having a thin little bit of wax on the bottom of your sled is the key to increase speed. So if you have those two things, then you're in a good shape. We're not quite getting to 20 degrees today, but we're closer than we were yesterday. So it could be a good sledding day. 90.9 KLRC, The Positive Difference. My name's Robert, and I'm so grateful that my wife convinced me a couple years back to invest in these kind of expensive items called horse blankets for these cold seasons. And there's different levels of horse blankets you can get from really super heavy duty to the lighter ones for a little bit less cold than it is now. And I bring that all up to say this. I found a story out of Nebraska where a horse owner named Kelly, she She brought her two horses into her home, right into the living room to get them out of the cold. And so the photos of these horses just standing there right there on the hardwood, just not really knowing what to do. It's interesting. It's a fun photo. I'm just glad that my wife never has to do that. 
90.9 KLRC. Good afternoon. I'm Robert, and thank you for choosing the positive difference at work. And when you believe, when you have faith in God, there's no problem saying that I know he's going to be there for me. We get tripped up when we see God do something for others, and he's not going to do it the same way for us. Then we start to worry. We panic a little bit. But you can just rest assured that you've always been in his hands. And if he has helped you before and helped anyone else before, you know he's going to help you again. So I discovered the best advice. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. I'll admit I'm not really good with snow and icy conditions when it comes to driving. And then this popped up on my social media feed. And the advice is this. If you rarely drive on snow, just pretend that you're taking your grandma to church. There's a platter of biscuits and two gallons of sweet tea in glass jars in the back seat. She's wearing a new dress and holding a crock pot full of gravy. 90.9 KLRC. Good afternoon. I'm Robert. With today being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I realize that each year when this day comes around, I am actually living Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. See, my family is a blended family. I'm a chocolate man, and so they are not. And so we are living what he saw could be where all of us are just on the same equal ground and, and that we could be loving and caring for one another and that we could live peacefully together. This is his dream. And so now I look at everything going, wow, you know, someone before me paved the way for this to happen. What does God want me to do in my life that will help somebody else in their future? 90.9 KLRC, the positive difference. Hey, it's Robert. And if you ever wonder, how is it that God could be thinking of me all the time? Think about this. If you have kids, they are often on your mind, if not all the time, especially when they're young, you're dreaming about their futures. You're planning how great life can be. You're trying to get them set up for success. God is exactly the same way. He looks at all of us as his children, and he has the best plans for us. And when things go wrong in our life. And when we fall down and mess up, he's the God that comes and picks us back up again, sets us on a new path because he loves us that much, just like you love your kids. It's time to play that game that we play sometimes in the summer, only a different version of it. In the summer, we ask, you know, it's hot when uh-huh. <laughs> now the winter version, you know, it's cold when mm-hmm. the nails on your door frame inside of your house are frosted over. Oh, really? Not even kidding. Wow. We have a picture of this. There's like a, a few different nails. They're just completely white. Yeah. And the inside of our windows, they're a little bit older windows, aluminum frame. I mean, there's like icicles on the inside of our windows. Yeah. Like that is how you know it is very, that's, very, very cold. That's pretty cold. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of different records that people have broken on the show. A lot of them are impressive. Some of them are weird. This is perhaps the cutest I've come across so far. Cute. Okay. No, it's going to be good, right? So a professional ice hockey team in Pennsylvania broke a franchise record last week, not for goals scored, but for the number of teddy bears tossed onto the ice by fans (laughs) to help local kids. So Mm -hmm. this is a tradition. Uh, The Hershey Bears scored a goal to trigger the annual teddy bear toss. They collect toys for charity. And 
this is like the coolest thing. I watched a whole video of it. They score, the announcer screams, let the sweet cuddly mayhem commence! <laughs> and the teddy bears just rain down sweet, on the ice. Mayhem. I know, it was the best. I was like, that is my favorite phrase ever. Yeah. Sweet cuddly mayhem. It's the best kind of mayhem. And I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not even kidding. It's just, it's a it's an avalanche of teddy bears <laughs> onto the ice. That's so great. And the hockey players are like running and like jumping into them because yeah. there's so many. And there's several of those like giant ones, uh, you know, that are yeah. like the size of a person mm-hmm. that you just see being passed down into the crowd and then thrown onto the ice. <laughs> and it's just, it's the most delightful thing ever. So in total, they collected almost 75,000 teddy bears. That is a lot. That's a lot, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm very impressed. And yes, definitely the most adorable record I've ever come across. I was reading something today from writer Stephen Neal, and he asked this question. Have you ever wondered about the state of your holiness? Mm. As in, have you ever been concerned? Maybe you're not as holy as you ought to be. Oh, wow. Or in more everyday terms, am I a good enough person? Yeah. And he said, if so, perhaps you would be helped by taking my little quiz. Okay. (laughs) He said, question one is, do you believe in Jesus? Ah. If no, the answer is no, you aren't holy. Ah. If yes, go to question two. Has Jesus paid for your sin? If no, you aren't holy. If yes, go to question three. Okay. Are you counted righteous in Christ? If no, again, you aren't holy. But if yes, you are. And the Mm. point of all of this is righteousness and holiness are something that we get wrong all the time Mm. because they're not matters of doing. They're matters of receiving, Mm. right? We're made holy by God and we receive Christ's righteousness. Wow. It's not up to us and the stuff that we do. Yeah. So when we read in scripture calls to live as righteous people or to strive for holiness, Hmm. I think a lot of times we get these wrong because they're not suggestions that we may or may not be partially righteous or marginally holy. So we need to buck up and get to work on filling up whatever is lacking. Right. It's about receiving Christ's righteousness. Hmm. To do that, all we have to do is accept him. Yeah. And if we have... The call is to simply live in line with what we already are. Mm. So that sounds a lot less intimidating, right? Yeah. You don't have to fix what is broken with you. Mm. You don't have to measure up to some impossible standard. All you have to do is be what God has already made you. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.